It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X92 Nights X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. It's also International Women's Day. So a very happy International Women's Day to you if you are a woman. Happy International Women's Day to you. Yes. Uh, kind of cool on this show. What we do every International Women's Day on the station is we play all female artists all day long. Yes. Um, but we don't really like make a huge deal about it. No. Because and the, the crazy thing is that you don't even notice really. Like there's some a few songs that are kind of out of the ordinary that we'd play, but most of it is just like our regular playlist minus the male fronted artists. And if you didn't tell me that we were doing it, I wouldn't have known. No, it's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, we have so many good female, like strong female artists yeah. in the alt rock world that uh, I've noticed that even over time, like there's more and more female artists that we're playing, and yeah, on a day like today, you can't even tell the difference. Yeah, it was cool, and you get to hear some songs you don't normally hear, so we enjoyed that. I was also playing around a bit this morning with Chat GPT, Shauna. I haven't been able to log in until now because it's always been over capacity, but I I was on it trying it out and I asked it to describe our podcast I said what's the Beckler and Shot a podcast about and here's chat GPT's response if you're interested it says as an AI language model I don't have access to information on every podcast episode but I can tell you about the host and the general focus of their podcast the Beckler and Shot a podcast is a comedy podcast hosted by Beckler and Shauna two comedians from Vancouver Canada Maybe because we make fun of Vancouver. Yeah, so probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they describe their show as two weirdos talking about anything and everything. <laughs> they cover a range of topics from pop culture to personal anecdotes and often bring in guests to join in on the conversation. Beckler and Sean are known for their offbeat sense of humor and quirky personalities, which they bring to the forefront of their podcast. The show is lighthearted and entertaining with a focus on making listeners laugh and forget about their daily stresses. Overall, if you enjoy comedy podcasts with a variety of topics and a lighthearted tone, the Beckler and Sean podcast might be worth checking out. That's pretty funny. So, I mean, I'd say like 70% accurate. Yeah. 75, pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. This software is crazy, though. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, I asked it to write a movie trailer for me, because there's a segment that we're working on maybe for later this week. And what it what it came back with was like remarkably good. So. That's so weird to me. Yeah. Still creeps me out. Yeah. <laughs> Freaks me right out. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs from this technology. Oh, God. Anyway, um, today we have a heritage moment because it is Wednesday. We're going to talk about what's happening in astrology. Something Shauna wanted to do around the city. She's found a few places to do it. A Tinder conspiracy from a friend of the show. There's some controversy in the book world right now about books being edited and sanitized. We'll talk about that, a specific book series in, in particular. Shauna's got some fun, some fun fungus facts. Fun fungus facts. Inspired by The Last of Us. We'll come up with some nicknames for Shauna's orange peeling career. The best minor laws to break. Which laws are the most fun to break? Just a little bit. And something Shauna noticed on her most recent trip to Saskatchewan after your out-of-context clip of the show. Conversation wieners. We got the snow wieners. wieners, We got dust wieners. Dust wieners. wieners. So many of them. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I forgot to tell you about this, Beckler, but last time I was in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, to visit my boyfriend, um, I went to the gym there. And there's a good life, and it's never really that busy. Uh, working out just doesn't seem to be a big thing in Prince Albert. Like, not an overly... Really? Um, like, I don't know. The, the gym is a nice, huge gym, and every time I've gone, no matter what time of day, like, prime time, and it'll just... It'll be empty. It'll really be empty. I think the uh, the women's 
deadlift world record holder is from Prince Albert. Oh, amazing. Yeah, young girl named Jessica Bittner. She's unbelievable. Oh, actually, I've seen her stuff. She's so strong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, uh, this gym in particular, you always look around and you're like, oh, lots of empty machines. What I do find hilarious, though, is a ton of people will walk in there just to use the massage chairs. <laughs> I kid you That's not. That's hilarious. Last time I was there, they were all full, nonstop. In fact, there was a lineup at one point for the massage chairs. And these chairs face out to look at all the equipment. So these people are sitting in the massage chairs just watching other people work out. But that's that what they'll do. so funny. They'll show up to the gym just to use those massage chairs. Bunch of Terry's in their jeans just sitting there. <laughs> They're gym clothes. Seriously, no no gym clothes. It's jeans. And they're sitting there and they're just using massage chairs. Not working out, just using those chairs. I wonder if management at that location is looking out over the gym floor and they're like, well, we got 15 treadmills with nobody on them. And we got three massage chairs and there's a lineup. Do well, we need is, 15 massage chairs and three treadmills? I wanted to tell them. I was like, look, if you're looking to make a little more money, take out a few of those treadmills and put in massage chairs because clearly that's what everybody's here for. And even funnier, when I left the gym, I, it was in a mall. It's in a mall. And I walked out, and there were massage chairs in the mall. Wow. Out down the, and people were sitting in those ones, too. Big massage chair country, That's eh? what they do in Prince Albert. Yeah, they just I work hard up there. You know, it's cold, and your yeah. body is probably aching from the frigid weather, and you just go and you use the massage chairs and watch everybody around you work out. Terry's like, yeah, I've been going to the gym four or five days a week. <laughs> Good for you, Terry. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just sitting there vibrating there. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to the gym again to his old lady. Yeah, just going to the gym. He He's sitting there in the massage dedicated. chair. Dedicated. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Yesterday, as I was leaving work, uh, rather than waiting for the light to change, I jaywalked across the street, hung a J. Rebel. What a thrill. You know that I do that every day, right? What a, yeah. We've what talked a, about this before. What a little tickle that Nobody was. Nobody here so. jaywalks. It's the strangest thing. And you go to Toronto and everyone jaywalks. And it drives me bonkers here because <laughs> there will be no cars coming for miles. And everybody will be at a light. Could be like three in the morning. And I'll just stop and wait <laughs> for that light to turn. Nobody's there. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Some, and then when you do, everyone is looking at you like you're crazy. People here do. But the every light hasn't changed. Every single yeah. time. Every time I leave the station, I jaywalk. And every time there's people in the corner and they'll just give me that look like, what are you doing? We're not a big jaywalking town, are we? We aren't. It's weird. Um, it creeps me out a but little it, bit. It got me thinking right. about the uh, the best minor laws to break. The That's most up fun there for mi- sure. Yeah, that'd be... I'd be right at the top for me or near the top. I mean, I don't even call it fun. I just call it, that's normal. It's just, just how you get around. Anyway, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yes, but you're So we've, right. got this, uh, we've got this segment that we air on Thursdays now uh, with where we, where we ask questions of our friend who works for Calgary Police Service. Yep. But we're not total squares. We bend the rules here and there. We Sometimes sure a do. jaywalk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are the other good. best minor laws to break, Shauna? What would you like to put on the list? Well, uh, what about piracy? Ah, piracy is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't like stealing from creators. No. But sometimes the way that the distribution works out, they don't leave you much of a choice, it's do true. they? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, people do that a lot. The right. music industry has basically figured it out. People don't pirate music anymore. No. But they're still pirating shows because they haven't figured it out. So. That's true. Yeah. Not that that would be one of the top ones, but what about this one? Gambling with your friends. Ooh, illegal gambling? Illegal gambling. Yes. Just in a basement or something yeah, like that? Technically, poker. that's illegal, but if you exchange money, right? I Dice? Love it. I illegal won a lot of money. Great one. Illegal gambling the other day. Yeah. <laughs> 
Seven hundred and eighty dollars. Seven hundred and eighty illegal dollars. Legal dollars felt the taxes good. Taxes on that. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of illegal dumping myself. Oh yeah. But I don't like. I don't litter. I don't just like dump stuff in a field. I just use bins that aren't mine, mm-hmm. and I do it very sneakily. I get a real thrill out of it. What about this one? Parking illegally for a minute as you run into a store or something, you toss your flashers on, and oh yeah. Ooh. Depends where you're doing it. It's true. In an accessible spot. Okay, or no, not not, not an cool. Access- that not is cool. off limits. That's not what I'm talking about here. Just Depends place who- it. Yeah. It's kind of funny if you like throw it up on the sidewalk for a moment, isn't it? I've done throw- that before. <laughs> Or in a loading zone, says 15 minutes. I'll be there for 20. Watch out. Oh, look out. You watch She's out. She's dangerous. Woo! I like drunk in public. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not allowed to be drunk in public, but uh, it's one of the most <laughs> fun places to be drunk. With that one, say. underage drinking, but only like marginally underage. I mean, that's always a little, yeah. a little riveting as well. Well, I was asking McKenna about this, and she said, what about sneaking into a bar underage? What about... What about going fake IDing? Yep. Which is actually, I think, more of a serious crime than some people consider because it's, it's, like it's a form of identity theft. It is, not? yeah. So Yeah, it's true. What about public CX? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Or even public urination. Yeah. Just hanging a good outside rat mm-hmm. when you get the opportunity. Yeah, an outside pee. Big outside pee guy over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about speeding when conditions are good? See, this is You're one like- that I, I had in there, but I, I, I call it marginal speeding. Like, not going outrageous speeds obviously yeah. but going a little above the speed limit or when the yeah when and only when the roads are clear and stuff absolutely I'll I don't do speed in the city just because nope. it's too high pressure not too, in construction zones heat. not in, no. in in school zones those are again off limits but if the the road conditions are clear nobody's around and you speed a little bit that feels we'll good. drive to Saskatchewan you know and the roads are clear I can see for five kilometers ahead of us that there's you nobody you we'll dog open, run away for days we'll as they always there. say yeah um, what else do you have anything else you want to put on the list Using an unsecured Wi-Fi network. (laughs) What are you doing? Oh, man. Uh, The last one I had is sledding on a hill not designated for tobogganing. Oh, my God, yeah. That is fun. That's a thrill. That is a good time. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So as I've been practicing my orange peeling to try and attempt to break the world record, Beckler, I've realized (laughs) that uh, I need a nickname. You need an orange peel and nickname? Like, actually, I've gotten really into peeling carrots lately, too. There's just something therapeutic about a big peel, I found. So I'm I'm a peeler through and through. Mm, I am. Okay. I'm, like, self-proclaimed peeler. So I was thinking that I need a nickname, especially if I do try and break this world record. Like, I, I'd like to have some some name bigger than just Shauna. Bit of a gimmick, too, hey? Absolutely. Went along with, like, a costume. Yeah, like, right? You can cut promo videos. You go full wrestling with it, really. Yeah, but, you, I mean, you really so, could. So I was thinking, what, what could my nickname hmm. be? I was trying to brainstorm some. Okay. Uh, right off the top, I thought of Rita McPeel. <laughs> and you're Canadian, so it's great. Right? I that like that a lot. works in a lot of ways, and I'm a woman, and kind of, or Lupeel Ball. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, another one? Jordan Peel. Oh, of yeah. Key and Peel, you don't have to change that one, but that's his, kind of his name. Yeah, so. that's true. Peel Young. Peel Young. Ally McPeel. William Shakespeare. That one's a stretch, though. No. Shaquille O'Peel. That's. I thought of that one too. Yeah. Or Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, Shaquille Shaquille O'Peel. Yeah, <laughs> Shaquille O'Peel. Apelia Earhart. Ah, okay. Could be good. Yeah. Yeah. Trailblazer. Real trailblazer there. The Peel Skin Shady. Oh, that's good. That's really good. The other one I thought of is Peel Armstrong. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. works in many levels as you're using your arms as well. Uh, the best one I've come up with so far, I think, is Peel DeGrasse Slicen. Oh, my God. <laughs> now that's good. 
<laughs> and you could have that like, is good. You could have like a mustache like him and yeah, wear a little suit. <laughs> oh yeah, I was also thinking stomal peeler, but that's just in the winter. No peel. Oh, peel the grass, slicing. That's good. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. We got a few more suggestions for nicknames <laughs> for your. For your orange peeling career, Shauna? Uh, Peely Dan was great. Peely Dan is great. Uh, also, Peel Panther. Is it, your boyfriend's a big fan of Steel Panther, Steel Panther, he? yeah. So He'd I was like, like he one. would be really proud of that one Especially for sure. if you dressed like them, but all in orange motifs. Yes. Actually, our friend Colin uh, listens to the podcast, and he also huge Peel Panther fan, or Steel <laughs> Panther fan, uh, as is our friend Tamara. So if they're listening, shout out to you guys, too. Yep. Yep. Uh, someone said hooked on a, you hooked on appealing that song yep. by uh, OJ Thomas. Well, they want me to do some videos, some montage yes. videos of me and my peeling, and I was like, yeah, uh, I should probably as I progress along. Again, I've taken We're a bit of a break though. I know I need to get back. I just, just, excuse me. <clears throat> Today I'm going to get some oranges, and I will. Uh, I will practice up again and maybe maybe get some some video. Get your costume down. Get yeah. your theme song. Yeah, it's gonna take some time, obviously, but I'll I'll <laughs> try and piece something together down the line here. Friend of the show, Dave, sent us some screenshots from this group chat he's part of, where they were they were talking about this segment and going back and forth with different names. Someone suggested Miley Citrus. I like oh, that a lot. Yeah. I mean, you really got to think about what your gimmick is going to be too. So you got to pick a name that works. Peel Panther might be tough to beat because you could really do a crazy costume. With orange themes. Yeah. yeah. Who did Wrecking Ball? Miley, Miley Citrus. So can you can you imagine riding a giant orange? Oh of man! Or even like a miniature where you yeah. you, can, you can make the orange the Wrecking Ball and that, swing it in. That's what I mean. Is yeah. like but then or like and like riding the Wrecking Ball but the orange. Oh my God! There's you can so make many. A, Wrecking ball that would support you. That's also wow. an orange. Yeah, that's what I. There's some real options here, Shauna. Yeah. We're we're looking forward to seeing. are endless it. here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can hang a giant wrecking ball swing that looks like an orange from the roof of your new Shane Holmes home. You know what I need is I'm sorry I'm getting distracted. Like one of those or uh, like exercise balls, but an orange one because they even with the texture look kind of like an orange. True. Or have you ever seen sometimes public pools will have that ball you can swing on? Um, oh, it's like a yeah. it's like a ball, it's like a rope swing, but there's a ball at the end of it. Yeah, that's all I need. A few of the pools here have it. Do they? Just that. But then you have to make sure that wherever you're installing it in your house, it can. This is ridiculous. Could I just it swing it work. from? Wait, where are the pools that have one? Because I could actually. South Center has could one. Could I ride on it then? You could. Okay. I think it's red. Oh. Since you'd have to like do a little. Post no, editing. I need an orange one. You need an orange one, and you need it to look like an orange. Yeah. I'm thinking you need to encase one of those in like paper mache. Yeah. And yeah, then totally. get that like orange peel texture on totally it. Totally can. Yeah. There's. I can do it. I can make this happen. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Wow. This is. Yeah. You can install one of those in your Shane Holmes you home. Sure you're can. right. Yeah. yeah. And just make sure you're, you're whatever you're screwing it into that it, it can support the weight. Yep. But they'll be able to help you with that with their affordable customization. I was going to say, so can you ask? Can we request so. a room? Oh, yeah, you can move some walls, make a room nice and big for that. Perfect. Wow. This is my orange peel training my- room. It's right off the kitchen. I need it to be big. Yep. <laughs> big some people well have lit. spice kitchens. <laughs> and I have a peeling kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Learn more at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. podcast. I got a funny clip from friend of the show, Hugo. Uh, we were talking about how you saw a Tesla 
near the front of the the doors to Nakiska, and it was parked illegally, and it had an ignorant plate on it, and it it had a dust wiener on it. Someone dust wiener. Somebody it, right? put a dust wiener on it, and I was like, "That's pretty funny." <laughs> dust wieners, not you know, don't don't get enough credit for what they do. Yeah, know? because they're not destructive. No, just like you can wipe it off. Here's your dust wiener. Just a little way of saying maybe you shouldn't have parked like a jerk is all. And here's a little dust wiener for you. You're being a bit of a dust wiener right being now. Being a is what true it says. dust wiener. Yeah. Well, here's the clip. This is from just a, some comedy Instagram channel. You know, for many, the first snowfall of the year ushers in the joy and merriment of the holiday season. But some folks here in Pittsburgh's Bloomfield neighborhood woke up to something far more sinister. Penises <laughs> etched into the frozen precipitation pockmarked this sleepy street. Authorities say it's part of a dangerous new TikTok trend. It's called snow dicking, and it's got a few area residents pretty shaken up. I think it's terrible. You know, I got my kid on a weekend. I got to worry about having a dick on my car. <laughs> <laughs> That's I've pretty never funny. heard that before. That is uh, hilarious. It's not a real clip. It's comedy. No, no, it's a comedy. <laughs> that is so really funny. funny. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. So that's a snow wiener. Yes. It's the winter cousin of the dust wiener. The right? dust dick. Yeah. The dust <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, it's super funny. Although, again, that's not harm. I was thinking about that. Somebody was like, Well, what if he had a kid in the car or something? I'm like, Well, it's just anatomy it's of just the dust wiener. And maybe you, as the dad, shouldn't park like a jerk, <laughs> and then you don't get the dust wiener. Okay. And you won't have to explain it. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about this. When my friends and I were growing up and we were like... Stoping. <laughs> we were probably like, I don't know, 12, 13. Uh, we thought it was so funny to write ass in the snow on vehicles. Oh, right. Yeah. Because. It's just there's so many things worse that you could write. Beckler, but that was just barely a swear. Have you ever thought about how many wieners are on the side of a school bus in the windows? Oh, man. From all like, the times, the kids, when the precipitation right in the bus, because we used yeah. to do it all the time. Fog wieners. Form inside. <laughs> and you just do the little wiener. Right, when it starts to fog up in there, and I was like, how many? There's got to be- Probably every window many, many times, right? Thousands upon thousands all over yeah. those windows, yeah. A condensation wiener for every window. How how often do they wash the inside of a school bus window? Because I bet you it's not very often. And Good there point. are so many, there's- Good point. The wieners of the past. And then when it steams up again, you just see them. It's just yeah. this like- <laughs> This Jackson Pollock painting of oh of wieners. Can you, imagine? you should sign them, though. So that's the famous wiener that was drawn by this person who's gone on to be the president. It's amazing. There's a really funny Australian show called Summer Heights High, and one of the bad kids in the show, he has his dictation, he calls it, which is his tag oh that has God. a wiener in it. That so. is so funny. Yeah. Yep. That was pretty funny. Okay. Condensation so we wieners. We got the snow wieners. wieners we got dust the wieners. Dust wieners. wieners. So many of them. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So this is real stupid, but everybody and their dog is watching The Last of Us right now, right? Oh, it's so good. It's a global phenomenon, so especially here in Calgary, though, because it was shot here. I think like tons of people, so many people watching that show. And uh, The Last of Us is about a fungus that infects people. Mm-hmm. And it's actually based on a fungus that exists in real life. Cordyceps? Is that what it is? Yes. And I was thinking, uh, because everybody is so enthralled with The Last of Us, maybe we could start a new little segment here called Fun with Fungus. <laughs> fungus Fun Facts. Fun, We're going to talk about fun, fungus here. Fun with okay? fungus. <laughs> fun, how, who knew that fungus could be so fun? <laughs> Mycology with Shauna. <laughs> Um, so I was joking and I was thinking about this. And then I, I, my first foray into fungus facts uh, brought me to the fungus that causes zombie ants, which is in fact the fungus that Last of Us was inspired by. Really? It's the same? 
It's the same, same one. Fungus. And I didn't realize. And then I started reading about this, and it's so disturbing. So I'm just going to share what I learned about this. The zombie fungus. ants? The zombie ants fungus. So basically, what happens is this fungus infects a carpenter ant, and it grows through the insect's body, drains it of its nutrients, and then it takes over the ant's mind. So this whole process takes about a week to do so. So this fungus convinces an ant to leave its nest and climb a plant stem that's 25 centimeters up, which is the right temperature and humidity for that fungus to grow. So then once the ant gets up there, the fungus forces the ant to permanently lock its mandibles around a leaf. And eventually it sends a long stalk through the ant's head and grows this capsule full of spores through the ant's head, which again is what's inspired The Last of Us. And it essentially then explodes the head and all those spores rain down onto the ant's colony, thus infecting the other ants. It's, uh, you can't even really begin to wrap your head around how something like that... It is the most disturbing thing... ...evolved. ...I've ever heard of. And it only takes a week for all of that to happen. But it just takes over this ant's mind and it makes it grow this fungus out of its head. And it's disturbing as all hell. One of the, uh, the BBC nature documentaries that David Attenborough showed this process in detail. Yeah. And oh. it was incredibly disturbing, yeah, because the ant is just acting all crazy. You know, it doesn't even know what it's doing, and then... It has... It's not up to the ant. It's, it's an infection. This happens, so... And that's just one of, like, the wild funguses and parasites that can make... And that's the thing, you start... All kinds of oh, weird stuff. Oh, yeah, it's so fun with fungus. I mean, I don't know if fun is the word I'd use when we're talking about... It's fungus. It's fun. <laughs> Disturbing. Are we going to call it fun with fungus going forward? Yeah, do we call it? Because it's incredibly disturbing. I'm itchy right fungus, now. Fun with fungi? F- fungus fun facts. I'm itchy. Okay. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. There's a bit of a controversy in the world of books and publishing right now, Shauna. Um, when you were growing up, did you ever read any of the Goosebumps books? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah? And watch the show, probably, and then mm-hmm. there's the new movie with Jack Black. And yep. I loved those books when I was little. Me too. Um, well, apparently the publisher, Scholastic, has made some slight edits to some of the books. They've updated some of the language to fit more with what's acceptable today. I was just reading about this with another book. Yeah, it's it's happened recently with a few high-profile books. Roald Dahl or something, yeah. Yes, yeah. the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing's happening with Ian Fleming's James Bond novels. Um, so oh, they, interesting. With Goosebumps, they you know like they removed character descriptions that referenced a character being overweight. Instead right. of saying they were plump, they would say they're cheerful. Or instead of saying someone was crazy, they'd say they were silly. So they've changed little things like that. They've made over 100 of these edits to uh, the Goosebumps series. And the author, R.L. Stein, has claimed that he didn't know of this and didn't approve any of these edits. Hmm. So some people, from what I've been reading online, some people are arguing that literature should never be altered, should never be sanitized, it should be left as it was, especially if the, the goal is to avoid offending people. Yeah. And other people are saying, well, this isn't exactly high literature, this is a product targeted at kids, and if it makes the books more accessible in 2023, then there's nothing wrong with it. And I've seen other people argue that it's it's Scholastic's property to do with what they will. Right. Where do you land on this, Shauna? Man, this is tough. Like, when I was growing up, I remember we would read books in school that would have inappropriate terms or terms that aren't used in them, but it would be a way to open dialogue. 
and then explain why that term is no longer used or why it's offensive or that was part of it. Mm -hmm. But the book was written in a time and that was what we would discuss, right, is why that was used back then and we're not using it now. So like getting rid of all those terms and... (sighs) One of the arguments that I read is that Typically, like you're not gonna have a discussion over a Goosebumps book. It's something that a kid kind of goes off and reads on their I own. I see. Yeah. So they're saying that, because like, I agree with you. I remember reading books in school that had you know racial slurs in them and stuff. Yeah. And they're saying, well, this book is of the time, so it's been left as it was written at yeah. that time, right? It's an accurate portrayal of how people spoke back then. Yeah. What people thought. And it was a good is tool it, for education at that point. But they're saying that Goosebumps. That. They're saying it's kind of like a mass marketed, but is is there a, is is there a distinction to you there, or should a book be left alone no matter what? I think it's a slippery slope because if you start sanitizing certain books, like where do you stop then, and how many times are you going to change the book because uh, things are always changing, especially right? these days. So every few months, are you going to continue you to say, right? sanitize so. it in another way and get rid of more, and then the book is going to lose? Yeah. Perhaps would it? Oh, man. Would your opinion be different if the author himself was the one who was making these changes? Or do you think an author should leave their work alone as it was and not try to sanitize what they wrote author, at the time? Would an author ever sanitize it themselves? I think it's happened. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Especially if an author wrote something that was like really bad. Yeah. Then they're like, oh man, I'm not proud of what I put out there. Should I go clean that up? I know. And it's tough because depending on the the certain situation and the words used, then maybe I would change my my tone, right? Being like, okay, that's, no, that's awful. But I don't know. It's, I'm typically not a fan of going back and rewriting history. Um, I think if anything, you put a disclaimer at the beginning of the book saying this was written at this time. Some of the language reflects that. And then people can decide if they're going to, you know, if they want to venture in or not, if they're going to be offended, if they can handle that. And the author doing it themselves, it's like, well, no, I mean, you should learn from that as well, right? Like, Mm. I think all of it is a learning experience. I I think, yeah, sanitizing it and trying to just eliminate that that ever existed is a bit weird. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I got a voice message in front of the show, Nils. Uh, and I'll play. I hope I got all Nils swears out. He's a bit of a Terry, um, but he's got a conspiracy theory about Tinder. Oh, okay. Good morning, Beckler. I got a, I got a good one for you. It's a bit of a conspiracy theory slash life hack regarding the good old Tinder. So I got Tinder because you know you want to find somebody, and I started paying for it. And I pay for it because you want to yield the best results. You know, get good interaction. Anyways. So a little bit into using a subscription of Tinder, you know, I had a couple of weeks where I wasn't using it and I get an email from Tinder that's like, hey, you're not being very active. So we've kind of like hidden your profile. It's like, all right, I I get that. You don't want to put somebody's profile out there that's not using it. But then it's also like, hey, I'm paying for it. So what are you guys doing? Keep that up there. Now, here's the dirty part of Tinder. I found another platform that works way better for dating, and I'll tell you about that in a second. But I went ahead and canceled my subscription to Tinder. And holy shit, man, the moment I done that, likes are coming in left, right, and center. And they're just like, oh, hey, look at all these likes you're getting. Like, you sure you want to leave? Because look at all these people. It's like the moment I want to stop paying for their service, they are me out like it's no tomorrow like this guy's a really good catch and uh here ladies 
Everybody, check this guy out. Just to trick you into paying for another month of Tinder. Like, holy man, that is pretty greasy Tinder. Interesting, hey? Okay, I'm sorry. That is a good conspiracy, but the fact that he is a bit of a Terry and all you can hear is his truck in the background <laughs> through the whole thing. It's just killing me. Nils is a great guy. I message with him all the time. And oh, yeah. apparently still single. So He's awesome. Man, Nils. But that is totally true. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah, it. I'm sure I'm sure that that happens. Yeah, we've, I mean, we've talked about how Facebook does that. When you don't use Facebook for a while, yep. they say... Well, they just keep giving you these yeah, prompts. Look at all these notifications. Oh, look what's happening. Look yeah. what you're missing, right? I'm sure Tinder would do the same thing. Absolutely. So. Oh, but crazy. it is funny that like if they think you're going to leave, you're yep. going to stop paying. Uh, but, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Just yeah. hold on. We'll show you to a couple more people. wonder if some of those profiles are even real. Mm. Take that conspiracy to the next level. Um Nils did say though that uh, if you he, he finds Facebook dating to be way better than Tinder. I he said he's got eighty percent more response on Facebook dating than any other profile, and it's free. Wow! He didn't have to pay for it. So. That's good to know, Nils. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. uh, on the plausibility scale, how many hot singles in your area out of ten do you give this one? Say, how many diesel trucks running in the background? <laughs> as you're trying to- <laughs> the Fangler and Shauna Podcast. Yesterday I was mentioning that I kind of wanted to join in a cold dip of some sort group, like a cold plunge group yeah, that we dips w- into the water, and frigid water. and We were wondering if there's somewhere you can do it. Yes, and uh, this is interesting, but two people reached out to me about two different groups in Calgary who do this type of thing. I got a message about this as well. I wonder yeah. if it's the same group I heard about. So there's one called Cold Dip Calgary okay. on Instagram that you can follow, and I guess they meet up at Bonus Park okay. every Sunday for a dip. They even have a fire pit set up so that after you oh, dip... Oh, that's nice. Go and hang by the fire pit. Looks awesome. That's real nice. So that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, the other one is an informal group that just, I don't, like, they don't have their own designated cold dip group, but I guess it's part of a fitness. Okay. Um, is that our anchor point? No. No, because someone. Um, that's another one. Actually, it was Jesse Lumsden, Canadian bobsledder, oh. sent me that link and said that there's a group that does that. Well, that's They do awesome. river plunges. Our anchor point on Instagram. Okay, that's another great um, one. Uh, this, yeah. this one, I can't even recall what it's called on Instagram, but uh, I guess they, the odd time, like this Sunday, they're meeting up at Griffith Woods Okay. Uh, to go and do a dip as well. So there's a lot of cold dip groups out Good there. Good to know. I like the idea of a fire pit when you come out. I do too. Because then you know that it's even if it's, if it's painful in the short term, you get the nice warm fire to look forward to after. I mean, if these groups kind of continue to grow and, you know, obviously people are interested in this type of thing, you, what you need is your own little built sauna. Mm, like a, right like a, a, a mobile one yep. in the back of a trailer or something? Yeah, there's some of those barrel saunas that you can actually um, also make that are fairly affordable. Oh, you imagine hopping into nice. one of those after? Strap one of those on a trailer and oh, drive around. That'd be great. That would be phenomenal. The other thing I was thinking about with these groups is I, I know sometimes people will move to a city like this and say that it can be a little bit difficult to meet friends yep. because it's hard to break into a friends group. Where do you go, especially if you're not like a big partier? Well, I think something like this, totally. I mean, what a bonding experience. Absolutely. You suffer through the cold with yep. folks and then you come out feeling feeling like you've achieved something and you stand oh, around by yeah. the... That'd probably be great. Cold nips, it? cold nips. That's how you make friends. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Some big news, Shauna, oh. according to an Instagram friend of mine. Okay. Saturn left Aquarius yesterday. Not to return for another 30 years. Oh, jeez. 
So if there was something that you were hoping to do while Saturn was transiting Aquarius, uh, too friggin' bad you missed it. If you like Saturn and Aquarius, then the next 30 years are going to be quite miserable for you. <laughs> it's going to be a long stretch here. Wow. Uh, you might even be dead next time that happens. Okay. I probably will be. How old am I again? Yep. You are a grandmother. Oh, right. <laughs> You're 35. You're way older than me. 60. Uh, I'm 34. No? Oh, yeah. You turned 35 Yeah, we're both the month. same age. Isn't that funny? <laughs> 34, both of us. Mm-hmm. Yep. My apologies. Just saying. My apologies. Mm-hmm. So now Saturn is entering Pisces, uh, and apparently these transits can be tough times. So if you feel sad or irritable in the next little while, that is definitely Saturn. That's 100% Saturn it's doing that to you. The transition? The yeah. transition The is, transit. It's tr- okay. As it moves from one constellation to right. the next. Uh, the cool. good news, the good news here, yeah. if, you're, if you're an optimist, mm-hmm. is that we're now stepping into a new chapter focused on compassion, peace, and healing. Oh. For good. the next 30 years. Wow. It's all about those things. We'll be learning for a good long while here. Which is the rest of the lives of some of the people listening right now. So, compassion, peace, healing. We'll be Except. 64. <laughs> Both of us. You'll be damn near 65. Damn near it. Not there, though. <laughs> Both 64. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. In celebration of International Women's Day, we're focusing on one of Calgary's most distinguished women in Ms. Mary Dover. Mary was born into an extremely well-to-do family, her grandfather being Lieutenant Colonel James McLeod, the man who actually founded Calgary and established the first settlement here, and of course, the man who McLeod Trail is named after. Mary's mother married A.E. Cross, one of the big four businessmen who founded the Calgary Stampede and was a multi-millionaire by way of ranching, brewing, and numerous other ventures. But despite Mary's privileged upbringing, where she could have remained a career socialite, Mary was determined to make a name for herself. She first won the title of Queen of the Banff Winter Carnival. She then became a skilled horsewoman, a stunt woman, in fact, and she was featured in one of the first Hollywood movies ever to be filmed in the Calgary region, a film called His Destiny. But in 1941, when the war broke out, Mary started to truly make an impact. She dove into volunteering for the war effort. Women were needed for more significant roles, and the Canadian Women's Army Corps was established. Mary enlisted without hesitation and was the second officer in all of Canada to do so. She was immediately placed in charge of recruiting in Alberta and not long after left Calgary for advanced army training. The next year, the CWAC was officially upgraded to an independent militia unit and Mary and her unit were sent to England where they survived nightly bombings during the Blitz. When she returned home, her recruiting efforts were vital. At the time, the public felt that women who enlisted would lose their femininity and daintiness and be masculinized. There were even smear campaigns that suggested that all women in the army were of questionable moral character. The belief was that they did minimal military duties and instead were prostitutes. So Mary worked to debunk these concerns. Mary then traveled across Canada promoting the need for women in the CWAC and was awarded the Order of the British Empire for her wartime service. She later became an alderman for the city of Calgary and was passionate about the Canadian military and veteran causes until she passed in 1994. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.